Good morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to this podcast. We're going to be doing a podcast from here on out. We might be doing some calls mixed in for some script practice or role play stuff, but wanted to go through um, where we're at. So we've covered language of sales, um, how to use tie downs and how to use your influence in a positive way to impact your clients. We've talked about how to build your brand, how to find kind of what your identity is going to be in real estate and what do you want to do moving forward. And now we're going to talk about sphere, sphere of influence, kind of what you're going to do to to build your foundation for your business off of people you already have some influence on. And if you don't have those people, if you're new to an area and you're just getting into real estate or anything like that, we'll talk about how to grow your sphere of influence and how to work that, how to create those campaigns to follow up with them and the systems and models and tools that we use here at Keller Williams to do that. So um, to start with um, sphere of influence, it's going to be the people, um, there's a, if you look to one page 137 of the MREA, um, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, 137 has a really nice graph that shows it's like a target. There's the general public, the people that we have not met yet. There's the target group. That's the people like we talked about last week that you know you want to build your business around or just it could be just leads for anybody, but it could be something specific. Those are the people you haven't met that you're going to target. And then below that, it gets to the Mets. So this is after we've had some sort of contact with them, which we'll go into. And then this, the smaller group is... It could be the allied resources, your sphere, your past clients, stuff like that. So we'll talk about that. But that inner group is what we're the whole purpose of this whole um, call is to talk about how to get people from the haven't mets or the target group or general public into that met category that we know and we can work with um, closely and, and build those relationships with. So um, a quote to accomplish great things, one must not only think, but one must act. So a lot of this is going to be built around things you're going to have to go do. We're not going to just come up with some cool systems and models of tools and not apply it and then fail, and we don't want to do that. So we're going to have success. Um, we're going to do some really cool stuff. Um, one thing that I'll say is for those who are so inclined, I do have a list of 101 things you can do for lead generation activities, places you can go, people to talk to, um, basically rocks to look under or parking spaces to fill to help build this sphere, um, more activity kind of stuff. So reach out to me. I'll get you that information, um, and we'll, we'll go from there. So another quote, which is actually the page before the cool target on page 137 on the MREA, is a quote from Gary Keller. No matter how you slice it, lead generation will almost always come down to a game of numbers. So the reason we talk about sphere is your conversion rates, the interaction you're going to have with that group is going to be at a higher level than you'll see with just cold calling a neighborhood. Um, it's a way to reach out to people who are already on your phone, already on your Facebook, that you don't have to go out and get a dialer for. Go get some fancy system or tool to track it and bring you leads. This is These are leads you already have. So if you like a lot of teams, I know you show up, they require that you bring you know, maybe 100 or you just bring a list of people for your database. That's what we're talking about. How to get these hundred people? How to, if you don't, if you're not a team, if you're just building it, how to start off with your first hundred people and what those numbers look like. We're going to talk about actually um, what kind of money we're leaving sitting on the table by not interacting with these people, and how much money we can bring to the table by starting those habits and getting those things going, um, so we can have success. So. To start with, you have to remember that you're the product. Um, we're selling ourselves, and I don't mean that in a weird way. Um, we're, we're the product, and we have to be sold to the consumer. Um, if they don't know your product, they're not going to use your product. So if they don't know who you are, they don't know what you do, they're not going to use you. So just because you know them or your friends on Facebook, you can't. they're not walking around thinking about us and our real estate careers. They could be your best friend. One story I'll start with that I tell all the time, 
was uh, a very, very good friend of mine. He listed and sold his house with another agent. Uh, he did buy with me, which that's, that's a little bit better, but I was really bummed I missed out on the listing. Um, but it's all my fault, and I'll tell you why. Um, I showed up to his listing with comps um, that would show what I could sell it for, and that was it. I was I, I was there for the contract. I was there for the slam dunk. I was there to hit a home run. I was going to just walk in, and he's a friend. Of course I'm going to get it. I didn't even bring my listing presentation. I, I wasn't even really dressed for it. It was I could have been there to buy something off of Craigslist from the guy. I mean, you wouldn't have known the difference. Um, showed up, had a great conversation. We talked about the numbers. I kind of told him how I do things, kind of pat on my back stuff. And that was it. I wasn't there. I wasn't there for business. I didn't show up because he's a friend. I, he was a sphere. He, I, I didn't do it the right way. Um, I ended up losing out. He told me that we're going to think about it. He's really polite about it. And then I uh, got a text from him two days later, one of those awkward text messages you never want to get saying, hey, um, my wife knew somebody else. We ended up going with her. So I had the first shot. I was there, and they would have gone with me if I would have been prepared, but I wasn't prepared. This other person, friend of theirs, showed up with their listing presentation, showed up in her business suit, showed up with comps, with the contract pre-filled out. She showed up ready to go. So one thing we can't do as we move forward through this is think that these people know our product. These people know who we are. They're always, when they think of real estate, they think of us automatically. That's not something you get. That's something that's earned. So we're going to talk about how to earn that. Um, we're going we're to talk about how to get that influence, get that trust, and even not even just the people who know you, people who at least know of you or at least know what you do for a living. These are people we're going to try and clump into that category because we want this to be as big as we can make it. So there's two types of prospecting that's out there. There's active prospecting. Active prospecting is going to be stuff that's that's face-to-face. It could be your, your buyer-seller seminars, door knocking, open houses, making phone calls even. This is the stuff that's a two-way deal. Um, with potential clients. And there's also passive prospecting. So passive prospecting, that's one way. That has a much uh, lower um, return rate. You're not going to have as much success in that. Uh, that's going to be a really big numbers game. Um, that's stuff like your direct mailers, your to your farm, or um, press releases, emails, online stuff. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's not quite as direct, not quite as efficient, um, but it's another form of prospecting. Break it down to those two categories. That's what we're working with. So we're going to use that stuff, and there's there, both of those will be incorporated into this, um, but you have to use them together to, to get the what you need out of it. So let's talk about the numbers part. So to begin with, um, make it easy. Say we, you, your goal, if you don't have a sphere, you're going to build a sphere, you're going to expand your sphere. We're talking 10 new people a day. Not that difficult. Any of us here can do that. Um, it, it doesn't even take, uh, it wouldn't take much of anybody's day at all. Um, but 10 people a day, five days a week, will take two weeks off a year, so that's 50 weeks. So if you do it that way, you're at 2,500 contacts. I can tell you most people that you're competing with in your in your market do not have databases with 2,500 people in them, and they've probably been in the business for several years. So you want to be the per- he who has the biggest database is going to survive any shift that we go through. So you want to make sure you have that and you interact with it often. Again, we'll talk about that later. But so we're at 2,500 contacts. So everyone, uh, the average in in our area and in, in the United States, um, especially on the West Coast, it seems to be the most consistently reported, is 15 um, years everyone moves. Um, so it's 2,500 contacts. So you divide that by 15. That's a potential for 166 transactions per year. So let's be realistic. Let's say 10% of those we get in front of. So those those 10 people we get in 
we, we meet, we put them five, we do that five days a week. We put those into our database. We're going to do that 50 times a year, 2,500 contacts, divide by 15, 10% of that. That's 16 transactions. For the majority of us, that's enough to cap in a market center. As a solo agent or a, on a team, you'll cap and you'll make some money there. That's a good income. That's that's above average. Um, that's well above average. That's almost, I, I think the average last time I looked was five transactions a year. Um, so if you can do 16, you're well above the pack. Um, so uh, we're not going to do that by, by overexposing or having to take 80-hour work weeks to get that. We're talking 16 transactions from just doing this this database addition and putting them into the systems, models, and tools that we have set up. Um, through Keller Williams, there's lots of opportunities there. eEdge is a great, easy tool that we have instant access to. There's also companies out there you can contract with to have a different consumer experience. Um, so if you take it, let's go a step further. If we talk, say everyone you know comes down to 100 people. Of the 100 people you know, let's be really conservative and say they only know and, and talk to and influence 20 people in their life. So that brings you to 2,000 people, that 100 times 20. It's 2,000 people that are in your sphere of influence because you have access to those people through your, your, your whoever your person is, your 100. Um, and again, we, people move every 15 years. So 2,000 divided by 15, that's 133 potential transactions. Assume each listing or, um, or buy transaction, whatever, is worth $7,500 commission to the salesperson. That's $15,000 per transaction, potentially, because you, here you can you can double in transactions. You can do your open houses, do the active prospecting, and find yourself a buyer, uh, or market it to your database that you're building and find a buyer that way. Um, so $15,133 um, transactions, that's $1.9 million, potentially, um, yearly income from just your sphere of influence. There's not a person listening to this that I don't think would take advantage of that wholeheartedly. Um, but if, if you, 1.9 million, that's, again, we're not talking crazy numbers here. We're talking um, you getting in charge of a, a big portion of your database and you reach out to these people that move every 15 years, 133 tra people, uh, transactions per year. So we go a little bit further. So we'll do 1.6 million. There were some other numbers I did that I was able to get 1.6 million. So if you just did 10% of that, that's $190,000 a year, guys. 5% of that. So if we're not operating at full capacity here, you're 5% of $1.6 million, that's $100,000 a year. A lot of people get into real estate. You talk to them, what would you like to see as your income? $100,000 range is about the first thing I, I hear most, most commonly. So not that difficult. There's ways to do it by just doing this thing really well. You can get to where you need to get um, without having to have a lot of the fancy stuff. We're talking just conversations, people. It's not that difficult. So um, we encounter new faces, uh, visiting clients, attending social gatherings, waiting in line for a cup of coffee, ways to do it. So we're going to talk a couple. I'll mix in as we go things to do that, things to mix in um, to have success that you can try and capitalize on the opportunities you do get. So these are all just phone conversations. Um, if you carry business cards with you, um, easy thing. So a thousand business cards. I did a lot of research into um, kind of what the conversion rates are for kind of some passive stuff like that. So if you hand out a thousand business cards, statistically 5% of those people are going to respond based off you handing that card out. Conversations, people in line at coffee, waiters, waitresses, movie theaters, all these different things that you get to participate in in life. 5% um, of those responses, 50 people. So if 10% of those responses, statistically, you're able to turn into a transaction, that's five transactions. 
So from 1,000 business cards, you're able to produce $50,000 in income, assuming average commission about $10,000. Um, I know from the listing side, that would be pretty accurate in our market, specifically here in Oregon, um, or in this part of Oregon. You can, go, you can get more commission in other areas and other price points. just depends on what you work on. But no one here is spending $50,000 on business cards, so the, that pencils out. The return on your investment on that opportunity is extremely high. Um, now, let's talk about why people don't do this. So handing out a business card, that's fun, that's easy. Um, making 10 contacts a day, not people don't do it, but that's easy. Um, let's talk about why we don't talk to the people we already know. And a lot of it's just, it's rejection um, is what it boils down to. It's they, they disguise their things. I don't want people to think I'm just, I'm a telemarketer. I don't want to bug them. Um, they don't, I, I know them, we're friends on Facebook. I, they've interacted with an interaction that's not about business. That's not about your work hat. And I'll talk about that phrase later, but um, that's not, that doesn't count. You need to have these conversations. You don't, you set it up as a win-lose conversation and that's where the problem is. What you need to do is think about having this win. So a win-lose conversation is going to be, I'm talking to them, I'm calling them, and um, I'm asking for referrals, I'm asking for leads, but I'm not offering any item value in return. If it was a stranger, you would have something ready to go. You'd want to talk to them about the market or about what homes are selling for, about other things that are going on near them, um, even local events that you might be attending. You'll tell them about that because you, you know how that works. You exchange an item of value, then in turn, you get their contact information. With friends, you have to earn the right to ask for them to send you referrals. So you you need to create those, have the same conversations you would have with a stranger. It could be a flyer even. It could be we have access in our industry to all sorts of different maintenance people, um, contractors and stuff like that. It could be just, hey, do you need a guy to do this? I know it's I know summertime's coming. Has someone cleaned your gutters? Um, someone checked your these are easy conversations to have that are that can be natural if you just call and have the conversation um, but don't be afraid of the rejection part um, they they avoid it just because we, we just need to eliminate it we'll just we'll leave it at that you need to eliminate the fear of rejection because what you do what you offer them because as a real estate professional with now a clear identity of who you are and what you bring to the table they need to talk to you. You would, of all people, you would not want your friend to get someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Your friend deserves the best. And if you're going to give them the best customer service, they deserve to have that conversation. And I'll touch on what I said with the work hat part. You don't want to say things like, would it offend you if I contact you? We talked about that in language of sales. You don't want to set the pace or, hey, sorry to bug you. Those are things, you're, you're giving them an affirmation. You're telling them, I know you don't want this, or I know this is annoying. But bear with me because I'm I'm going through the motions here. They don't need to see that. Say, hey, I'm, hey, this is Dave. I'm putting my work hat on. I'm going to have a quick conversation with you. Is that okay? They always say yes. No one's ever told me no still. And I just say, um, I've got an item of value. You could talk about things going on in the market. You could talk about things um, happening in the neighborhood. Um, there's all sorts of different things you could bring into that. So an easy script is going to be, um, oh, by the way, if you hear of anyone whispering about buying or selling a home, can you please give me a call with their name and number? Super easy to do. Not that invasive. You just, hey, it's Dave's, like I said, it's Dave. Uh, work hat real quick. Just checking in. I, 
with this, if you're doing your 33 touch, so this isn't going to be a conversation that they've never heard before. They're going to be familiar with this conversation. But just, hey, do you know anybody, heard anybody whispering about buying or selling a house? Um, if you could, just give me their name and phone number. And by the way, um, South Salem's doing this, or West Salem's doing that, or I'm going to be down at the Bite and Brew. I'd love to see you there. Or whatever these situations are, you can come up with this stuff and just have a conversation, and it doesn't have to feel like Legion. It can be a natural conversation, but it's still a script. Um, another quick tidbit I'll toss in there is if you, like for, I had success with a Facebook post I posted a while back, just saying, Hey, I'm a small business owner who on my friends list is a small business owner as well. Now I come from a law enforcement corrections background and a lot of my friends, it turns out had a lot of small businesses in addition to the jobs that they did there. I never asked. One of my good friends has a beard oil and shaving product business. Now, I don't have a beard, so I never never came up in our conversation. But through that post, I found out that, and it was a quick conversation to him. I called him and said, hey, I, I totally didn't even know you had this business. Tell me about it. He got to sh- share something he was really passionate about, and it actually circled back around to, to me and my job, and it was just an easy conversation. I started off the same way I do with everyone else. By the way, if you're hearing of anyone whispering about buying or selling a home, can you give me a call with their name and number? I'll be happy to send referrals to your business as well. I just created a partnership by just letting, by one, finding out, by drawing that out, by making that post and finding out these people who have these small businesses that I can support and they can support me. But I just had a conversation and no one on, no one listening to this thinks that sounds salesy. Just an easy thing. Hey, I, got, I can help you. You can help me. So focus on those kind of opportunities. But when you're reaching out to these people and you're talking about, you know, your Facebook post and, and your um, people, the partnerships and stuff like that, those are people that you want to categorize. So another thing we talk about these models and tools and systems, um, rate your sphere. It's an easy thing to do. A, B, C, D, just like you did in school. Um, a, someone likely re- to refer people to you. B, someone who with maybe a little bit more contact, part of your, maybe your 33 touch or just working on that sphere of influence stuff, um, they would start sending people to you. C is questionable. We might have some other things to work through there. Um, maybe they have another friend who's a real estate agent. You're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive. You need to have more meetings with. We need a longer campaign. We have to send them business, have people buy their shaving products for them to build that relationship, things like that. D is, D is for delete. If it's if as far as sphere of influence, they still need to be in your database, but they're they're not going to work with you. Whatever the there's different scenarios for that, but focus on those A and Bs, the people who you need to have those conversations with. Stay in front of their mind. Have these conversations with them on some sort of consistent level that's measurable and that you can create a system around. Um, and just contact them. We always do. Put them in groups. Get a method. Um, have something set up to where you have it on your calendar to the first of every month or the middle of every month. You call them and just introduce. Hey, it's work hat. It's um, it's Dave. Put my work hat on. It's, um, it's June fifteenth. I just wanted to check in with you. Let you know um, something that's going on here. I hit my goal this year. A lot of us set goals at our company, and you could share that with them. Hey, I just set a goal. I set a goal of helping X amount of clients find a home. This year, it's halfway through the year, and I'm almost to my goal. Or I just capped. I, I did what I said I was going to do, and I got those 16 deals by making all those contacts. Look at me go. Stuff like that. The, these, these fear people have to hear from you six times prior to remembering you on a conscious level. So if you're not having these conversations on a consistent, if you're calling them every quarter, that's still not enough. If you're just posting, I, I sell houses now and then, you're sharing a link to a house or something like that on Facebook, that's not enough. You, they need to hear from you. They don't need to sit there and read about you. They need to hear from you, have those contacts from you six times before they're remembering you 
on a conscious level. If you mail people something six times, they still not may not automatically refer people to you because it's not fresh in their mind. Um, if you go to the coffee in the morning or go to a bar and grab a drink, don't sit alone. Sit at the countertop. Engage in conversations. Do things to help your business grow. And that's another way to have these conversations. You don't want to sit there and say, hey, can you send me a referral? No, your conversation is, hey, can you help me build my business? Um, that's something they're engaged with. They're your friend. They want to help you, help you succeed. So let them know, hey, will you help me build my business? Can I count on you for that? These are little just tie-down statements you can make that go a long ways that when they say yes, that's a potential $7,500 yes. That question is worth it. Um, you just need to get in touch. And So when you make that first contact, this is we're talking about how to have those six conversations, how to make this so it's something they expect, so they're ready for the call, so when you don't call, they notice. Things you want, so you make that initial call, and then two weeks from making that first contact, and then 30 days after every day after or every month after that. So um, be consistent with it. Like I said, systems, models, tools. You want to put that in your database on eEdge, reminders, whatever on your calendar, easy way to whatever you way you want to structure this. Just make sure you do it. Make sure you don't you just spend no more than a couple minutes on the call. You it's these aren't conversations where I have a full length, long, detailed thing. That's for your 33 touch. These are just quick little conversations. Um, we're not trying to be a nuisance. We just want to thank them again for remembering you um, and just say, look, script for that. Just since last time we talked, if you run across anyone wanting to buy or sell a home, easy conversation, quick to the point, um, and a great way to get people to, to start interacting with you. Um, and when you stay in touch with them, keep evaluating them. If they drop into a C or a B, Understand you might have to do a little bit more to bring them back up and bring them from that outer target, bring them deeper and deeper. So that way you can have that to where someone says real estate and they become that raving fan and they want to put your name out there. And then when someone does give you a lead and they do give you a referral, you need to know, um, say things like, you know, we would never would have met if it hadn't been for, for Dave. Uh, would you do me a favor and make a point to let him know I was able to help you? And thanks for introducing us. And then call the, the person who referred him say, I wouldn't be successful if in my career if it wasn't for people like you helping me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's not your 30-day call. You're still going to call him again and say, hey, you sent me Bob and Diane. Do you know anybody else that's been whispering about wanting to buy or sell a house that I could help? These conversations are not weird. This is normal stuff we're talking about. So the things you need to do, um, we're, the steps to this process, um, we're going to, one, you're going to pick your top three methods you're going to do. Um, I know I talked about the different items we have and the different things we could do, um, the 101 things I've got. Um, but pick three things. You can come up with ideas on your own. Um, so choose the methods that suit you best. Methods that suit you, best. Um, you can try others later, but just focus on your top three ones now. Uh, make these avenues your top priorities every day. So if you're going to do the numbers route like we talked about, where you're just going to go meet 10 people every single day, or if you're going to focus on your 100, there's different things you can do, these little packages you can create, but you want to focus on these people and focus on these top three, and then two, create an action plan. So that could be, for those in Keller Williams, you're more familiar with these, the one, three, fives, or the four, one, ones, and kind of self-accountable, or another, which is step three, finding someone else who can hold you accountable. Find a partner who cares about your success, and it's their job to hold you accountable. It's best if it's another agent who's going through the same thing. You can build your sphere um, by just going through, just get your action plan and do it. Um, put it into action. Um, and then as we finish, there's there's some other things. The 
the lifetime value of these these leads. You understand these people are in your database. They're a deal's not done. Don't don't consider your ultimate objective is to have something. You know, when the deal closes, when you get that transaction at close, make it your policy that you're never really truly closed until you've asked for that referral. So, build that referral. Get that that permission to to interact with more people in their database. If you start that expectation and start that conversation on the front end, it'll be so much easier for you at closing day to be like, hey, did you? Uh, we've been working together now for 45 days or more, and um, have you come across any anybody who's wanting to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Guys, we know they do. It, we, by ourselves, without having to talk about real estate, every 45 days, you, you have to admit, you run into somebody who's who's thinking about real estate. So you know your friends are doing the same thing, especially when they're, people kind of avoid having real estate conversations around us because they know we're in the industry. So your friends, they're going to run into it. They're not running around doing open houses every Saturday. They, they might be going to a, a basketball game or a football game. So they're going to have these conversations, and you need to do your job, um, work your sphere, build your sphere, um, get get the interaction going with them. So let's uh, on that note, before we finish up, let's talk about that 33 Touch campaign. Um, let's talk about those the systems and kind of a model to build. So you want to have four calls a quarter, or four calls one every quarter. That's four calls a year. These are just conversations. These are check-ins, things you do for your database. These are things I would like to see everybody doing on their database, not just their sphere, um, but this is how you can kind of turn your database into your sphere. So four calls, one every quarter, two newsletters um, every month, um, one by email, one by, by regular mail. Um, there's different ways to do that. There's different companies. You can, I mean, you definitely want to outsource the, the, the um, direct mail part. Um, there's some really inexpensive options out there. Um, you want to have one be focused for buyer and then your second one be focused for sellers. Do one of each and then have a call to action. Um, this, is, this is something from Gene Rivers. Um, he's kind of perfected a business around this. I highly recommend um, for those of you, if you're willing to travel and you're willing to seek out opportunities to grow, find Gene Rivers training opportunities. The guy knows his stuff when it comes to sphere. He is a genius with it. Um, there's podcasts, all sorts of stuff on um, all these different KW videos you can look up. but So do those newsletters. He kind of got the call to action. He talks a lot about that, different ways to do that, and, and really draw those people out so you're communicating with them on a regular basis. And then every quarter, have a client appreciation event. Let them – this is a beautiful thing to do. Every quarter, bring some – have do your event and have them bring a guest. Have them bring somebody. Um, you can do that and then add them to your database, and you'll see your database grow quickly doing it that part. And then the net last is – this is – excuse me, less of a 33 touch, more of a, a 38 touch, which um, the new MRE is going to have more stuff about that. But uh, then just do your birthday or your anniversary call. It could be their wedding anniversary. It could be their um, home purchase anniversary or something like that. Um, just those two extra calls. And those need to be definitely a call or text. Those those are not automated and in, in personal things. Those can be something you set a reminder for to make that a personal thing. That, that's an important part of it. I can tell you there are several people um, that – run different businesses that in my life I use. And I can't tell you how often when they message me, happy anniversary or happy birthday, how much that means to me and how it stands out to me. And then they follow up. I mean, it, I can't, there's this guy I use for suits. He, every, every birthday, he calls me the day before say, hey, tomorrow's your birthday. Hope you have a great day. It just it says some really genuine kind things that he just took time out of his day to do. And when he does that, 
you better believe three days later he calls me, how was your birthday? And then I have all that birthday money he talks about or stuff like that. He's created a conversation. He's created an opportunity for me to do business with him based off of a touch campaign that he already has in point. And it's automated. I'm a salesperson. I know the system. I know he's got that reminder. I know he just doesn't remember Dave's birthday. But he uses it, and he uses it at a high level, and he has a very successful business based off of that. So I hope these tools are enough for you guys to kind of get started with the sphere. Um, in the weeks to come, we're going to be doing some different stuff with this podcast, trying some new stuff out. It's new to me. Um, but there's some really cool opportunities for us here, guys, with your sphere to to do the easy money. I and mean, we're talking talking to 10 people a day or finding 100 people in your life that you already have and then working that hard enough and influencing that strong enough to reach the people that they know. The opportunities are limitless. Like we talked about the income, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential income by doing one thing very well. You can do these calls. You can do these these mailers. You can do this stuff, um, active and passive um, prospecting to the people that you have in your life already. Um, and then there's also ways to just do simple conversations to add to that, to make that bigger, to make this a career you can have long-term. Because I know a lot of us, when we get into real estate, the goal is to build a career to where you can sit back and passively get your clients to where they <coughs> engage with you and they they love working with you at such a high level that they just call you. And that does exist, but it does not exist if you don't do these things we talked about and you don't build the systems, the models, and the tools around these people. So hope you guys have a fantastic day. If you have more questions, reach out. Um, look for these training opportunities at Keller Williams. There's so much that they have around Sphere. Um, just in searching some stuff online myself, I was able to find so much more than I expected. So hope you guys have a fantastic day and go kill it. Thanks.